and welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chalk, and I'm here to give my honest opinions on the things that we like or dislike from all the goings on in professional wrestling, from shows like WWE Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, Impact Wrestling, as well as pay-per-views, premium live events, and some indie shows as well. As well as looking at the latest news headlines doing the rounds. So why not go ahead, hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. As I said, welcome to the first review show of 2023. I hope you had a good Christmas or whatever you celebrate this time of the year. And a happy new year from all of us. Uh, I don't really know how long you're meant to keep saying happy new year i've had people say it to me in february before which i suppose is okay if it's the first time you're seeing that person since new year but it seems a little bit too late for me so i'm going to say it now and that's it i'm not saying it again anyway we are back to work finally uh didn't watch a lot of wrestling over christmas but last night we did have the new look KW Dynamite. Um, so let's get into it, shall we? I'm interested to hear what everybody thought of the new look on Dynamite. I think it's something that we'll get used to. I think it was a little bit too WWE-like for me. Uh, but it's good to have a bit of a change. We'll... Um, see what it looks like in every uh, arena they're in I guess but on to the actual show and they started with Chris Jericho with uh, 2.0 Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange versus Ricky Starks I loved the way that Ricky's uh, entrance looked I thought it seemed to be only like a little tweak if there was one, but whatever it was, I did think it looked a lot better. Uh, as for the match, after a bit of showboating by Ricky Starks, Jericho just slapped him, which obviously pissed Starks off, who just unloads on Jericho, which the fans popped for. They loved it. Uh, Starks did his version of The Undertaker's old school, which was... A hundred times better than the original Undertaker version. Uh, Jericho took control after Daddy Magic got involved. And he ended up suplexing Starks from the apron to the floor. Uh, Jericho was in full control, hitting a big drop kick. Ricky Starks makes a bit of a comeback though. And hit a nice Liger bomb for two. Jericho later went for a lion salt, but Starks got his knees up. Uh, he went for his own moon salt off the second rope, but missed. Uh, he did block the code breaker though and hit a super kick. He gets two count out of that. After Starks missed a splash in the corner, Jericho hit the code breaker. He went for Judas effect, but Ricky Starks caught him. Set him up for the Rochambeau, but Jericho countered with a Wars of Jericho. They were in the walls of Jericho for a while. And while in that hold, uh, Corhand Ange jumped up on the apron to distract the referee. 
which meant Matt Menard could just smash Starks in the face with a baseball bat. Floyd, in fact. Floyd the baseball bat. Uh, but just when you thought Starks was out, he powers up, he kicks Jericho off, he delivers a tornado DDT, uh, gets rid of 2.0 off the apron, drills Jericho with a big spear and wins the match. As soon as the bell rings, though, the entire JS hit the ring, they attack Ricky Starks. Uh, Action Andretti then comes running to the ring with a steel chair. He wipes out everybody until Anna Jay and Tay Mello stop him. Uh, Tay Mello gives him a shot in the balls. But it all ends when Jake Hager powerbombs Ricky Starks off the apron through a table on the floor. I thought this was excellent. A really great way to open up the show. Uh, glad Ricky Starks got the the win. Jericho is certainly giving back, I think. That seems to be what's happening. And the crowd were red hot for this as well, which made it even better. A uh, big year coming for Ricky Starks, in my opinion. I think there'll be more championship shots. More main events. Looking forward to that, because I think he's great. Tony Schiavone then brings out Hangman Adam Page to the ring. Uh, Tony asks him if he can now go in the ring. Page says he's unfortunately not medically cleared to compete. And if he gets in a fight, it will put it back a week and it'll just keep going like that. He says if he goes home and gets cleared from a scan, he'll be clear next week. And he doesn't care where, but he will... Knock John Moxley's dick into the dirt. Nice line there. This, of course, brings out John Moxley, who makes his way through the crowd. Moxley says he's surprised that Paige is here. Says he's getting sick of all the sympathy for Paige. Uh, says that a few times, actually, as they couldn't get the, the mic working. Uh, the crowd sort of turns against it briefly. But Moxley's so great, he wins the back round by saying, some, I think he said, go Seahawks or something like that. Um, he talks about working injured and all the crap that he's had to go through to get where he is now. No one's been knocked out more than him. Now Paige comes out playing the victim and that makes him sick. Uh, Page replies by asking if Mox thinks Page is mad because he knocked him out. Uh, but he's it's not. He's angry because Moxie called him out and then made a joke out of it. He says he's here now for revenge. And he's stewed for two months on this. And he's going to, to uh, get both barrels, I think he said. Basically, anyway. Uh, at the forum next week. Uh, Moxley says this time will be no different because his punk ass doesn't belong in a ring with him. And this time, Moxley will make sure Paige won't get up again. The technical issues aside, I thought it was great. Um, you know, it felt like they both wanted to beat the shit out of each other. Good. I really like it. 
Should be a good match next week. We then get the AW Tag Team titles on the line as Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett take on the acclaimed. Max Caster obviously did his rap on his way to the ring. Included references to Karen Jarrett, Dixie Carter, TNA, Andrew Tate. Uh, he's just getting better and better, I think. I think the whole team is actually the acclaimed. Uh, a must-watch now in AEW. As for this match, uh, Jarrett was seething at the start of this. Wants to get his hands on Caster, and he does get a cheap shot in. Uh, claim though, take out Lethal, and Caster does the uh, Kurt Angle taunt to Jarrett. They then do scissor me timbers on Lethal and Jarrett. And we get a freeway strut scissor thing between the acclaimed and daddy ass. Some of the things I have to say on this podcast. <laughs> uh, Lethal slaps Billy Gunn though, which obviously pisses him off. He tries to get at Lethal, so the referee throws him out from ringside. Uh, Lethal then takes over on Bowens, but he does miss an elbow drop from the top rope. Caster eventually gets a hot tag, runs wild, super kick to Jarrett, vaults uh, out on top of Lethal on the outside. He gets a two count off a nice cross body from the top. Uh, Jarrett pushes Caster off the top rope and then hit a, um, Lethal and Jarrett hit a weird double team thing. I'm not quite sure what I was meant to be that was on Bowens uh, Satnam Singh on the outside throws Max Caster into the ring steps so a load of referees come out at this point to get rid of Satnam Singh from ringside uh, Bowens in the ring counters a lethal injection with a rolling elbow but he then gets hit with a stroke from Jarrett Jarrett pins him referee counts 1-2-3 as Bones gets his foot on the ropes, referee doesn't see it as Sanjay Dutt pushes it off and we get new tag team champions. Sort of. Because after that, uh, Aubrey Edwards comes into the ring. She speaks to the other referee, I've forgotten the name of. Uh, they overturn the d- decision. The match continues. Massive pop. Bowen superkicks Jarrett. Uh, Lethal tries to roll him up. Gets the uh, feet on the ropes. But this time, Caster is the one that pushes Lethal's feet off the ropes. That sends him into a roll-up by Bowens. 1-2-3, the acclaimed win. And this was an unbelievable bit of business. I thought it was so good. Um... You know, as for the sort of carny finish, if you want to call it that. No, let's call it that. That's what it is. As AW don't do this very often, these types of finishes, when something like this does happen, it registers even more. I think it's really good. Um, people will be more accepting of it as well, as they were here, because the crowd in Seattle just popped. Uh I think we're getting it again on 
Battle of the Belts, I think I'm right. Uh, no DQ. That would be great. I kind of want to see Max Caster versus Jeff Jarrett, though. And Jeff Jarrett, I was a fan of him in the 90s. I, I really liked his work. Um, he... When he showed up in AEW, there were a lot of people that said that this is the wrong sign-in. AEW don't need Jarrett. I hope all those people now see that Jeff Jarrett being there is fantastic. He's so good. Especially in this heel... Um, I was going to swear then. I try not to swear too much on these podcasts. But in this heel role... He is one of the best, and still is, after all these years. The Acclaimed are probably as over as any team I've seen in a long time. And they can go in the ring. Max Caster's got a lot better. He's getting there. Anthony Bowens is great, I think. Yeah, love this. Uh, Tony Schiavone has then sat down with Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. They sort of get asked about Soraya's mystery partner and they basically talk about themselves and call themselves the homegrown um, talent of the women's division. This segment was a lot better than the Soraya segment. And not just Soraya, but we'll get to that. Brian Danielson versus Tony Nese was next. Uh, amazing reaction for Brian Danielson in his hometown, of course. Uh, Woods gets involved. Josh Woods, who was in the corner of Tony Nese, of course. Uh, he gets involved straight away, which allows Nice to hang him up on the top rope. He smashes him with a running knee in the corner. Danielson, though, soon turns it around. Plays the hits a little bit. Uh, kicks in the corner. Running forearm. Yes kicks. But Nice catches him. Hits a buckle bomb. Goes for Nice in the corner again. But Danielson moves this time. Smashes him with a Busaiko knee. Kicks to the face. Sort of goes to lock in the regal stretch. But Nice is already done. He's out. Danielson wins. Um, short match. But the crowd made this incredible, I thought, as a quick do your, uh, do your usuals and get out of there, get a pop. I thought it was good. After the match, Danielson grabs a mic and says it's great to be home and he basically wants another fight. So he calls out MJF. MJF comes out. First thing he does is call him Brain Damaged Brian. Uh, he talks about not caring about the fans because he gets a check whether he wrestles or not. But these fans do love you, Brian. He says if Lance Storm and Dean Malenko had a child, it w- would be still more charismatic than you. He calls Brian a goat, uh, but only because he looks like one. They both insulted each other's mothers, I think. Uh, Max says it's impossible that Brian Danielson could be the best professional wrestler in the world because that's him he says that top names of the industry call him the best uh, guys like Disco Inverno Eric Bischoff and his number one fan Jim Cornette 
At which point I laugh my head off, to be quite honest. Danielson tells him to shut up and he hates him, so now he just wants to fight him. MGF tells him to wait and he he's here for him. This is a company where wins and losses matter. And if you want a shot at the title, you have to become number one contender. So he spoke to Tony Khan, and if Brian Danielson wins every match uh, every week till February 8th, he will grant him, uh, or he will become number one contender. So he'll grant him a match for the title at uh, Revolution. Danielson says he will do it if he can pick the stipulation, basically. And he challenges MJF to a one-hour Ironman match. This is such a brilliant story beat, I think. Which, for some reason, I didn't see coming. Uh, they've been telling this story that MJF is going to do the bare minimum as champion. So, of course, this would be the match that uh, Danielson picked off. When it was when it was um, announced, I thought, why didn't I see this coming? I thought it was really good, um, and that match is going to be great because you know that MJF is going to go for that hour. Probably will beat Danielson as well, so he's got even more to lord over everybody. Next up was Swerve Strickland versus A.R. Fox. Swerve was with the Mogul uh, Affiliates, isn't it? I want to call them Associates, but Affiliates. Whatever they are. Parker Boudreaux and some other guy. Uh, There's some great athleticism early on. Uh, Fox did a moonsault off the apron. Running moonsault, actually, followed by a twisting brain buster in the ring as he tries to skin the cat uh, the nameless affiliate uppercuts him uh, Swerve then punks him straight in the face as they go to a break after a break Swerve counters a cutter with a German suplex and a flatliner for two Fox does eventually hit a couple of cutters though and also a splash for two uh, 450 splash sorry a bit later, they fight on the top rope, but as the referee is distracted, Parker Boudreaux passed something to Swerve. Not quite sure what it was, but he used it on Fox, which led to him hitting a Death Valley driver on the apron, which looked like it absolutely sucked to take. Uh, Swerve then, back in the ring, hit a massive double foot stomp and wins the match. I thought this was a superb, fast-paced, athletic exhibition and a great showing from both guys. Air Fox is one of my favourite uh, wrestlers that I've recently found. Didn't know a lot about him beforehand, but really impressed by him. Swerve's great. Uh, he's going to be one of the best heels. If it wasn't for MJF, he probably could be right up there. Jury's still out on Swerve's group, though. Uh, not a fan of Parker Boudreaux at the moment. When he sort of... I know he didn't do a lot in here, but if he strikes somebody, he just doesn't look right. 
not quite sure why we are, we uh, haven't been told the other guy's name yet. Don't know what the hold up is on that, but we'll see. It may work. Rene Paquette then sat down with Soraya, uh, Tony Storm, and Hikaru Shida for their response to Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter from earlier on in the night. And basically, Soraya has chosen Tony Storm to be a partner next week. Now, all the talk was that it was going to be Mercedes Monet, formerly Sasha Banks. She obviously showed up in New Japan. Um, so, whether it's a swerve coming or whether it is going to be Tony Storm, I'm not sure. If it is Tony Storm, and he do go for that, you've got to think this is a bit of a letdown. Um, and I don't mean any disrespect to Tony Storm. I really, really, really rate Tony Storm as one of the best women's wrestlers out there. But when you leave it as a mystery partner and Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet, is out there as a free agent at the time, you got to think that big. Now, it may still be Mercedes Monet. Um, something may happen as to, you know, maybe somebody takes her out in the back and found a replacement. I don't know. Uh, I just felt a little bit let down, and this segment wasn't very good at all. What was great, though, was Gun Club coming to the ring. Uh, they were... Uh, Dressed in black tie, mourning the legacy of FTR. They basically take the piss out of them and have a moment's silence for the legacy of FTR. Uh, FTR's music hits, but of course they're not there. It's just a setup by the guns. Who then say FTR can work in any company in the world, but never again in AW. These two guys are awesome. I love. Up next was Sky Blue and Kiera Hogan versus Jade Cargill and Red Velvet. Uh, Velvet and Sky Blue start the match off trading roll ups. Kiera Hogan hits a step up leg drop, which didn't look quite right, but got a two count. Jade Cargill tags in. Uh, she sort of slapped Velvet in the back of the head to take it over. Uh, comes in is the star of the match. After a break, Jade hit Eye of the Storm for two. Tags in Velvet again by tapping her on the head. Uh, Kiera Hogan took Velvet out. Hits a running kick in the corner. Uh, Cargill tags back in. Takes out both opponents. Goes to sort of tag Velvet back in to finish off the job. Velvet refuses, walks away. Cargill still manages to win the match after hitting a punt kick on Kira Hogan. Um, look, some of it was a little bit sloppy. A lot of it was decent. I I really like Kira Hogan. I like the work and impact. I know she hasn't been amazing since joining AEW. I think that's fair to say. I think there's a lot more to come from her, though. 
as you know, this match just wasn't wasn't great, but it was more of an angle, I think. Um sort of building this story between Red Velvet and Che Gargill, but for me nobody's telling us why there are issues between the two of them. So it doesn't really work for me. Because I don't really understand what's what the issues are. Jay Cargill look awesome though, as she always does every single week. And then it's time for our main event, which was Samoa Joe defending the TNT title against Darby Allen in his own hometown. Uh, Nick Wayne was at ringside for this one. It was a nice embrace between him and Darby Allen, but when Joe made his entrance, he grabbed Nick Wayne by the neck. Uh, but it's all right, Darby saved him by just launching himself with a uh, suicide dive onto Joe. <clears throat> Darby attacks with a skateboard, wheels of a skateboard, not the actual board bit. Uh, fight up the ramp, he pulls out a big ladder and does this mad flip dive right off the top of the ladder uh, they go back to the ring uh, for the belt ring the match officially starts just before a break though Samoa Joe just catches Darby on the outside and Uranagi's Darby onto the steel steps not the sort of usual side or very top now this is onto the actual steps and it looked nasty as hell uh, Joe battered him through pitcher and pitcher, and it was kind of the same when we came back as well. He delivers big knee breakers, uh, which always looks like it hurts. Uh, he sets up for a muscle buster, but Darby sort of wriggles out, tries for a couple of roll-ups. Uh, Darby sends Joe into the exposed turnbuckle a little bit later. He nails a code red, which looked, again, great. Then a couple of coffin drops from the top rope. And Darby Allen is your brand new TNT champion. After the match, big celebration. Sting comes out to celebrate with him. There's ticker tape and really good. Uh, really good hard-hitting main event, I thought this was. With a nice feel-good ending. I think Samoa Joe's short title run has been better than most thought I think Joe's refound a bit of form that he had before going to WWE he's never going to be the mid 2000s Samoa Joe or late 2000s but he's I thought he was great in this match I love his new character shame his title run had to to end but certainly the right result here I thought uh, but at risk of sounding a bit a little bit like Bully Ray and people like that I would like to see AEW draw heat sometimes by beating a hometown guy in the main event uh, get real heat just occasionally don't do it all the time because they do the hometown 
uh, Hero gets the win in the main event quite a bit. I'd just like to see somebody get battered. Um, maybe left, <laughs> being a sick bastard that I am, left in a pool of blood or something like that. <clears throat> Again, not too often, but just enough. But yeah, I thought uh, a really, really good AW Dynamite. There were there were bits that I weren't quite tip top, but most of this, especially in ring action, was excellent. Another big night coming next week as well. Obviously, the Soraya stuff, and then we got the. Uh, Trios Championship, Escalera de la Muerte. That's going to be amazing. So much more. Um, yeah, that was this week. And that is your AW Dynamite review. And as always, you can tell us what you thought of the show. Do that through our Tusk Talks Wrestling Facebook page. Follow me on Twitter as well. I'm at AdamTalk8 on there. I will be back with more podcasts. I think we've got the Impact Wrestling one tomorrow. So until then... I've been Adam Chalk, thank you for listening and I will see you next time.